and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Courtney. And I'm Kelsey. And we are doing our first of the year read-along. Yeah. Uh, This is actually a sequel to a read-along we've done previously. It's the Until series. This is And Then You by Briar Prescott. And so... It does look like it is a standalone. I can't remember if these characters are connected to the first book or if it's just some like same theme type series. I genuinely can't remember. Yeah, I can only vaguely. We do a lot of read-alongs here, guys. And then even more, we do a lot of like reviews and stuff like that for a while up until I think it was like midway last year. We were doing monthly reviews as well. So we read a lot of books. So I can only vaguely remember the first book of this series. Kelsey had to kind of remind me and jog my memory. But yeah, I do remember the gist of that book. Um, I'm not going to spoil it here. If you're interested in that book, go read or yeah, go read it or listen to our previous episode um, where we go in depth about it. But I do remember that we liked it. I do remember it had kind of like a plot twist at the end, um, which was cool. Here's something I want to mention before we get into this book. So we vetoed a book that Courtney had picked out because of a sibling death. And the only trigger warning for this book is death of a sibling. No, really? I just realized that. <laughs> as like as we were starting to record, I read that. So yeah, that I apparently we are meant to start the year off on the wrong foot. That seems to be a theme in the books that we have had as options. <laughs> we're just gonna load you up on dead siblings. Um for this one. So and it, you know what? We're starting off on another wrong foot because there's no numbers for these chapters. So we'll get into that in a minute. Let's go over the blurb. <laughs> so it looks like a fake boyfriend scenario. And um, the guy starts up by saying that he's not boyfriend material. He's just good time. And he now has to be in a pretend relationship And the person he's with, I'm assuming in this relationship, says that that he's a liar and he wants to see the real him. I'm assuming, like, he just thinks he's bad at relationships. I don't know. But I'm excited to find out. I didn't read a whole lot of reviews, to be honest. I only read a couple and they were positive, so... Yeah, it just it seems like he's, you know, thinks low about himself for whatever reason when it comes to relationships. Fake relationship comes into play and sounds like some attachments start happening and homie's like, show me who you really are. And he's like, you don't want you don't want to do that. Um, it is a male male. I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't think we did. Um, we read a lot of male males and you guys know, like I. Honestly, the majority of our episodes that get the most listens are male-to-male episodes, so I don't think it bothers most of you too much. 
Yeah, I like that this book. So it seems like it's going to start and center around. Uh, it starts off with August 2013. But then the epilogue or what I'm assuming is the epilogue goes to August of 2028. So it's August 10th, 2013 is the very first chapter of this book. And then the very last one would be August 10th, 2028. So I'm assuming it's an anniversary day of some sort for them. And I wish um, I wish that there was dates throughout the middle. <laughs> that would be helpful. I wish there was chapters at all. That would be nice. So basically what we're going Hold to on. do. Knocking on my door. So basically what we're going to do, because there are no chapters, um, I'll just read like the first line. So for me, it's 49%. For Courtney, it's 51%. It's a Steph chapter. And the first line is, I get a few days of reprieve after that encounter until one morning when I'm doing my usual circle around the neighborhood. So yeah. that's the first sentence. Find that one. It's about halfway through. It's a little different for either of us. So I can't give you a for sure spot. For me, it's page 146. It's also page 146 for me. Okay. So yeah, I'll read the first sentence one more time. I get a few days of reprieve after that encounter until one morning when I'm doing my usual circle around the neighborhood. So find that bookmark it. That's where we're going to come back. Hopefully I see the bookmark this time um, because what the fuck happened the last read along we did? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So for those of you reading along, go ahead and read till that sentence. And <laughs> come back. Pause here. Okay, we're back. Yes. Uh, I feel like for me, this book was a little hard to get into. Yeah, I, I agree. And there was a couple things that I was like, hmm. Um, like it, it was very jarring at first because they didn't really explain what was going on. You kind of just had to figure it out by the seat of your pants. Did you get that yeah. feeling? A little bit. Yeah. So it starts off with, uh, Steph who was in the previous book. I know we didn't go into detail about the previous one, but, uh, he's friends. He's in a friend group with the main male character. From the first book, but one of them. Uh, anyway, yeah, so the roommate. Yeah. So he was a twin, and I don't know how old they were. I don't know if it said, but they were, I'm gonna assume younger teenagers. And their mom was going to move them from wherever they were living to Washington, DC. And they didn't want to go, so they kind of run away and they take their boat. And they go out on it and they're like, we're just going to leave, you know, like, like they were trying to process having to move and leave the place that they grew up in their whole lives. And then something happens and Sky, the twin, ends up drowning. And they have like that twin connection where like he could feel 
you know, what was happening, which you hear that a lot with twins, how like they can like feel what the other one is going through and like, you know, when they die and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot in his like inner monologue where he's like, you know, we've always been we and now I and now I'm an I. So uh anyway, he ends up moving after that. Something happens with his parents. I'm assuming they like break down. And he ends up moving in with his grandmother and going to high school. And he never tells anybody that he has a twin. Nobody even knows really anything real about him. Not his best friends, nobody. And he has this hate relationship with Quinn, who was his idol growing up. He was like an Olympic swimmer. And they had like a first meeting that only Steph remembers where Quinn was like a total dick. And then so he's kind of just hated him from there on. And then they end up in the same friend group. And it's just kind of like been this annoying hate relationship. Yeah, so there's a couple things that uh, were not very, like, like, not very well explained. So one of them is it never, they never said that, um, or maybe I missed it because it just, like, it. I feel like things didn't really flow very well, but they never really said that Quinn had told his family that he was in a relationship And then Steph came down and was, like, making comments about, you you know, like, just trying to embarrass Quinn, but, like, made it sound like they were in a relationship. But they never really said that Quinn had already told his family that he was in a relationship, so that's why they assumed it was Steph. Um, So that was, like, discombobulating for me. Like, I I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't understand how we got from point A to point B. Like, information was given later, but it it wasn't clear in the moment to me. Um, another thing is, is that they said that they were flying to Portland and they ended up in Maine. Yeah, that was confusing too. I have no clue what was going on there. I don't know if maybe they like the geography wasn't fleshed out or prior to writing this, but I Maine is way the fuck out there, isn't it? It's like way the Maine is all the way east and Portland is all the way west. And I don't know if this author is maybe not from the U.S., but they're complete, like they're extremely far from each other. I'm not going to lie to you. When I first picked up this book, I thought they were in England for some reason. So did um, I. It's a very like English voice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't even realize until like they started saying like states and I was like, oh, they're here, but I don't know where. So um, it, starts off, it starts off in South Carolina. That's where the boat accident happened. That's where they grew up. And then they go from South Carolina to um, D.C., I believe. And then from D.C., the fallout happens with his parents. He goes to Maine to be with his grandparents. And then um, after that, he goes to L.A. and goes to school, drops out of school, and ends up in New York. Um, the timeline is not, it's not very like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Also, here's another thing. So the wedding that they were at was Steph's cousin's wedding, but like his parents weren't there and his grandparents weren't there. And then um, at the cousin's wedding, 
they he said like one third of the guests were all his family and they were all talking about like his tragic story and like talking shit about his parents and that's why he was getting drunk blah 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 but like how would quinn and his like and their friend group have no idea about the twin when like the whole wedding party was talking about how tragic of a story like it just doesn't like there's a couple things about it that just don't really add up to me like it just doesn't make well, sense. see i can understand if they were just saying because it's not like they were saying steph's parents or anything like that they might just be saying names i could understand maybe not correlating oh these are steph's parents because he was living with his grandmother when he met his best friends in high school so i could understand if they were just giving random names and obviously steph knows who these people are because they're his family they're his parents he knows their names but I could see like the rumors and if you're just hearing, oh, Jake and Layla have a dead kid, they need to stop milking it. You wouldn't correlate. Well, Jake and Layla are Steph's parents because you don't know Steph's parents names because he's never told you their names. Or if he yeah. did, you know, maybe you just don't remember. And Quinn doesn't really know Steph personally enough to, I would assume, know his parents names. Or I mean, like I can understand at the wedding why nobody could connect the dots because it's not like anybody even mentioned Steph. They were just talking shit about his parents and the fact that they needed to get over what happened because it happened years ago, which I don't even know how old, like I don't. So we don't know how old they were when sky died. I'm I like, I assume young teenager, like 14, 15 at the most, uh, just from the way they talked and stuff like that. Uh, but then um, he goes through what I assume is the rest of his high school career in Maine, goes to L.A. for college. So, I mean, mid-20s, maybe? Yeah, it doesn't say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But it's just, yeah. Anyway, it, it took a minute for me to get into this book, but I woke up, like, super early this morning. My lovely husband decided the whole house needed to be awake because he had to go to work this morning. So um, I ended up getting back into it and I got super sucked in when they were in Maine dealing with the family and everything. His brother and sister-in-law's relationship, Quinn's brother and his wife are hilarious. Yeah. There's a lot of good humor in this book. Um, and I, I did too. Once we got past all of the like strangeness of like, locations timelines all of that and figured out what was actually going on like it's a very enjoyable book and I did get sucked into it as well it just is like the beginning of this book is very jarring like it it needed a little more editing in my opinion in the beginning just to get like things uh more seamless but it does figure itself out like where we're at now we're in a good place yeah well and now so Quinn is starting to like recognize that Steph is not he like puts on a face to what the situation calls for is like he's he says it like he has a, a bunch of masks and he just pulls the one that the situation calls for on at the time and like nothing is the real him so it mentions that in the blurb too so like he's kind of getting curious about Steph finally they go home Steph uh, ends up leaving early uh he has I think it's something to do with his family. Yeah, his mom calls. 
and he i'm assuming doesn't talk to them regularly because he finally he just ends up leaving early he calls his grandmother who i'm assuming they come from money because his grandmother seems like he calls her you know he calls her by her name her name is evelyn and she just he says that like you know she's she doesn't uh like make food or like her her love language is feeding people but not like making food going to a fancy restaurant and picking up the bill kind of thing and it seems like they he comes from money or at the very least at one point had an affluent childhood because i mean they owned a boat they lived i'm assuming in a nice house in North Carolina, and then they were moving to Washington, D.C. It just seems like his childhood had money, or at least his family does. So I don't know what happened with the parents in between the death of their other son and now, because I guess they were, like, begging family members for money or whatever. So Yeah, some, something happened. And I think something happened around the time that Sky died as well, because they they didn't understand, like, if he's getting such a good job in D.C. and we're going to live there and, like, so that he can be making more money and blah, 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 blah. Like, why do we have to sell this house? Why do we have to sell our boat? Why do we have to sell everything to go there if it's supposed to be such a better life? You know, like, that was part of the confusion like maybe we can get them to like not sell the boat in the house um which and they were like you think like she's really gonna do it and they said well i mean all the boxes are kind of a dead giveaway so it was um it was like a a discussion of like why are they selling everything if we're going to be so much better off um, but yeah, I mean, they did have a house on the beach. They had a boat. Like they had, they had things that I didn't have. Fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you stuff that speaks to like rich kid lifestyle, or at least you know some wealth. Yeah. yeah. At, at least enough wealth to have quite a bit of privileges, as far as like you know having. I didn't have a boat growing up. Right. Like it's so I don't know. Um, I, I definitely think there's more to that story for sure. I'm wondering if like shit broke down with his dad and his job in DC once the other son died or what happened, but I'm sure we're about to find out mm-hmm. now that mom is calling. So we're going to learn about that. Quinn is kind of over this um, like facade that Steph is putting out. But at the same time, he just saw him at a bar and he um, saw him at the bar he works at and he had somebody with him. So I think we're going to find out a little bit more about that as well. Yeah. I'm so ready to dive back in. I was so excited when I texted you, I was like, I need to finish this book because once it sucks you in, it sucks you in. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm ready. All right. For those of you reading along, go ahead and go to the end of the book and come back. Pause here. Okay, we are back. Yes. I really love this book. Yeah. Um, I got to pull it back up. I literally just woke up. Sorry, you could talk about it while I pull it back up. Um, I'm not going to lie and say I remember everything, but uh, I think vaguely. So, Steph... He ended up going to North Carolina to, like, say goodbye to his brother. 
And because he and Quinn didn't have the kind of relationship where they like actually talked about anything, it was like sex. Like Quinn was trying to make it a real relationship with Steph, but uh, Steph was trying to keep his distance. So he didn't tell anybody about the fact that it was uh, like the day he died or whatever, I think. Yeah. Maybe it was their birthday. I can't remember. Um, No, it was the day he died. Yeah, so he went to North Carolina, and his parents do kind of suck. They get better at the end, or at least the dad does. Um, But the big reveal is, so his brother drowned in the boat, but his parents think that he's still alive. So, like, they use... uh, that's why they keep asking for money because they're trying to like, I'm assuming they spent all of theirs doing like research or, you know, rescue missions and stuff like that. Cause they think he's still alive. And yeah, uh, they, they um try to use like whatever they can to like spark the story with the public to get the public talking about it again, to try to get people interested, to try to get more help. They think that he's still alive and Steph's like, no, I I felt him drown. Like, I know he's not alive. And, like, as much as I would like to hope, but it's been 10 years or whatever. Um, I don't remember exactly how many years it had been at this point. I think it was around 10. Um, and so he went there to say goodbye. And he went there to try to talk to his family and say, like, hey, enough of this. Um, his mom wasn't on board his dad came around a little quicker and then um and then he like texted Quinn and was like is Quinn right yeah it's Quinn okay so I'm reading two books at the same time um so he texted Quinn and he was like I wish that you would have been here with me and then he's across the street so he was there with him, and that's kind of how it ended. And then there was a little epilogue 10 years later, which I'll let Courtney take over for that because epilogues are her favorite. It was five years later, so uh, Steph was 30, and he had officially – so it was five because then he was 15 yeah, that, years altogether. Yeah. And he said, I've officially lived more of my life after today. I've lived more of my life without you than with you. Because he was 15 when he died. Um I meant five. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. But yeah, it was really cute. Uh, Steph was in therapy. They were getting married and then kind of debating maybe starting a family. But it was a really... I cried. Yeah, I thought it was really cute, too. I thought it was... It was a nice little ending to the story where he said, you know goodbye to his brother again and you know just talk to him and and then gets to start the rest of his life with his husband i thought it was cute i think i'm just a crybaby uh because it was just so happy and like you know personal growth i loved it so i cried a little bit (laughs) yeah it was good it was a really good book i was happy about it i'm you know okay complained uh it's really in the early in the morning, guys. <laughs> yeah, you get our sexy, sleepy voices again today. Sorry. Yeah, and it's the first day back to school for my kids. So I don't know what next week is going to be yet. Um, 
we have a couple ideas, but nothing set in stone. So it'll be a surprise. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.